Troy Rank is our Denver Post insider as he is back with the uh, Denver Post. Uh, Going to be uh, starting up as a columnist, writing about all the sports here in town. But, uh, you know, he's been doing the Bronco beat for Denver 7, and he was uh, recently, this week, at the Combine in Indy, back home now. He joins us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline, so I have no doubt by now you know totally uh, what Sean Payton's going to do at the quarterback position for the draft, right? No, but I do know that he's embracing this challenge. He He had a fascinating quote. Uh, at the Combine on Tuesday about that he thinks they're going to be really good at finding a quarterback, and it helps that there's a lot of teams that aren't good at it. And that was, it's just, you know, I like the idea that he knows what's at stake. And he it was my question that he answered when he talked about the meme of, you know, this guy wearing the Broncos shirt with all these quarterbacks with lines to him, and it's their job to get a quarterback where you don't cross them out. And it is. And when you look at the must on this team, I mean, it starts at quarterback. I would say tight end is in there as well. They need an edge rusher. But, again, if you cannot find a solution long-term at the most important position in the league, you got no shot. But I think they're going to address it in multiple ways. I do believe they'll bring in a veteran this year to compete with Stidham while still drafting someone. It, it feels like they're going to draft someone. You know, a lot of the J.J. McCarthy talk was out there when I was in Indy. I don't know how real that is. I know he checks boxes, but it definitely you got to keep an eye on McCarthy and Bo Dix. Uh, Jaden Daniels is one that's getting a lot more buzz, but he may move all the way up to second to the commanders with Drake May dropping to three. And I just don't think the Broncos would have the stomach to move up that far. But uh, I do believe they're going to draft one, you know, at some point, whether that's at 12, whether that's moving up a few spots, I do believe they're going to draft a quarterback. Is there anybody that we're, we're, we're missing at the quarterback? We talk about all the guys. You know, we talk about J.J., Bo Nix, Penix, you know, all, all the, the top three guys. But is there somebody we're overlooking? Is there somebody else here that may be more of a, you know, a third-round type of guy, a second-round type of guy that maybe, you know, maybe fits that role for Sean Payton? You know, Drew Brees um, was a second-rounder. In, in Charger land. So, yeah, I'm, is there anybody else that we're missing that maybe we should be taking a dive and, and looking into? Well, I, th- I think you have to certainly have your radar up for Michael Pratt from Tulane. He had coaches from New Orleans on his staff. They would have great intel on him uh, with Peyton. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, started not unlike Knicks and Penix and you know, McCarthy, the guy who started several years for Tulane, got progressively better, runs a little bit, he's mobile, takes care of the football. Uh, he would be someone that would be available in the second round, maybe even the third. Uh, and again, Michael Penix, I don't know that he's going to go in the first round. Now, if he gets great medical check out this week and teams are, you know, they get some concerns, a uh, leave, uh, Mark, he could go. But Michael Pratt's one to keep an eye on. Another one, and I just don't know because of the turnovers. Uh, he, he reinvented himself a bit. But Spencer Rattler, from just from a, a talent perspective, you could argue has first round talent, but you know he bombed out at o- OU, and then two years ago at South Carolina was just okay. But he he definitely showed maturity in how he handled stuff and adversity. And I'm not saying for Broncos, but that's a name that's definitely going to go off the board probably in that second third round for somebody because the t- the arms talent is just you know breathtaking. But Michael Pratt from Tulane is a name. Yeah, I think because of ties to a Saints coaching staff. And again, he's very similar to McCarthy and Knicks and some of his skill set. So I would keep an eye on him as well. Troy Rank joining us as he was out at the Combine earlier this week. If they do not go quarterback, 
at uh, at twelve. What position would you see them targeting? Yeah, I mean they need a tight end. If, if Bowers, the kid from Georgia, were there, I can't imagine they would leave him on the board. I mean, with all due respect to Greg Dulcich and Lucas Kroll, Kroll's you know wildly inexperienced, and Dulcich just hasn't been healthy. But if Sean Payton's offense is going to run effectively, they've got to have a pass catching tight end. And, you know, Jonah Smith, you know, became a free agent yesterday, and maybe you can dabble in free agency. But they're, again, they're talking about, and George Payton re- reaffirmed this idea: they're not going to be big in the first wave of free agency. So, if Bowers for some reason were there at twelve, which I find highly unlikely, you keep an eye on that. But and then if not there. Uh, Jared Verse from Florida State, an edge rusher, a true edge rusher, a guy that you point to and go, he's going to get his 12 sacks. With, you know, Cooper had a nice year, and he can support the edge and hold the edge. But right now, when you look at Bonito, you look at uh, Browning, both are going to start getting paid. And unless they you know, get to that point where they break through, you can't have like five rotational pass rushers. One has to be a guy where you point to and say, that's our guy. On third and six, game on the line, we feel like he can go get the quarterback. So a guy like Jared Verse is someone that he makes a lot of sense for me if you stay at 12. Uh, there, again, if Bowers were there at 12, I, I think they would race the card up to the podium and take him. Um, you know, when you look at you look at where they are right now as a franchise and you look at kind of who Sean Payton is and you look at the grades that were given out by – the NFL players and and you know in the players association trade and the fact that that Drew uh, that excuse me that uh, Sean Payton got ended up getting an A minus you know and there's a lot of people out here that are you know nervous and and oh Sean's a bad guy and Sean's this that and the other what does it say about Sean Payton the way he handled the Russ situation that these players graded him out as an A minus. Yeah, listen, Sean Payton in the building is different than Sean Payton you see in the media. I mean, he, he hasn't been great with us in the media. You know, he can have some tense, awkward, uh, confrontational press conferences. Listen, I don't care. I mean, my, my readers uh, and viewers and listeners don't care my opinion of how he deals with a press conference. It's about information. So that's a different thing. But it's a public lens. I understand that. And the public has a right to form a, you know impression based on that. But what's inside the building obviously is different. And when I talked to players last year, uh, they loved the accountability coming off, you know, the clown show that was, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, this idea that we're going to be held accountable. The detail oriented practices mattered. And when they benched Russ, there were some guys upset, but I would say more were not. You didn't see an outcry. I mean, yeah, there are definitely guys that were, you know, like, really, you can bench him. What does that mean for me? Of course, that's a natural reaction in a workplace. But it wasn't an outcry of, oh, my God, this guy, you know, what is he doing? He lost his marbles, his coach, Benjamin Russell Wilson. And that showed you how this connection with we finally got a leader here that's, you know, knows they respect his resume. I mean, you have to. But they watch how they do practices. You watch how it's run. The version of Sean Payton in the building, Mark, is different than the one we see. And I think that that ranking, in some degree, is a reflection of that. I don't know how accurate those are because I don't know how many players actually take it seriously when they vote and if some are worried about anonymity. But I would say there is a difference between the coach in the building and the coach you see in press conferences. Good stuff, Troy. Thanks, pal. You got it. See ya. Troy Rank, our Denver Post insider on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline.